a story moment with Hansa and Dash in the city of the big castle. Get more episodes at storymoment.com. Season 1, Episode 2, Hansa's First Meal. There is a tower just off of Old Town Square in the city of the big castle. On every side is a clock face, but the western side is the largest. And though it can't be seen from the ground, if you look carefully above the eleventh hour, there is a little window. This is Hans's window. His curtains are open today. Adventure is at hand. A loud rumbling shook the entire mouse hole. Hansa flew from his pincushioned bed and on to the floor. What's that? he yelled out to no one in particular, and no one responded either. He wrapped his tail around the bedpost, then pulled himself up off the bare wooden floor and sat on the edge of the bed. He scanned the room for the source of the disruption, but there was no sound. He wiped the sleep from his eyes and looked again. No rumble. Curious, he thought. Then he climbed back in bed, grabbed his blanket, and pulled it up to his shoulders. Just as he began to fall asleep, the rumble shook him out of the bed again. Who's making such a raucous? he yelled out. Again, no one responded. The little mouse hole in the corner of Tower Village was perfectly silent. And yet, the rumbling must have come from somewhere. Since sleep was no longer happening, he got up and surveyed his new home. It was the first full morning of his new life in the city of the big castle. Like his bed, everything was made from various things one might lose in a stuff drawer at home. You know the kind of drawer, don't you? You probably have one of your own, though it may be called something else. It's where the stuff in our pockets goes to live when we're done carrying it around. We promise ourselves that it will all be put into its proper place one day, but we never do. Across from his bed was an old spool of thread turned endwise to form a table. A thimble served as a stool. Beyond that was a very modest kitchen with cupboards and countertops made of matchboxes and bits of cloth. A polished walnut shell held water for a sink. And a small stove for cooking and keeping warm pumped its smoke out of the side of the wall. Whoever lived here before me was a good scrounger, thought Hansa. Suddenly, everything began to shake. Only this time, Hansa realized what it was. It wasn't something outside that was rumbling. It was something inside. It was him. Apparently, his stomach was very upset and felt that this was the best way to tell him. He'd fallen asleep as soon as he'd laid down the night before and hadn't realized just how hungry he was. Quickly, he began pulling open cupboard doors, searching for food. 
They were empty except for a family of dust bunnies living in the corner of one. He searched the bag he'd brought with him. On his trip from the country, he had collected nuts and berries, but now they were all gone. Just as he was giving up on finding anything to eat, he spied two small chunks of a pine nut hiding in a side pocket. He popped both into his mouth, grabbed his sack, and ran for the door. There was no time to waste. He needed to find some food. He needed to find it now. He burst through his front door, and with a slam and a tumble, he landed on his back. He went to pull his tail off his face, but a great yelp stopped him. It was not his tail. He had run directly into Dash, his best friend from down the passageway. She wore a white blouse and brown pants with a red ribbon tied around her waist like a sash. Hi, Hansa, said the girl as they got up from the ground. Morning, Dash, he said in a somewhat grumpy voice, such as you have when your belly is empty and your only thoughts are how to fill it. Morning? No, good afternoon. Are you just waking up? she asked with a little chuckle in her voice. It's afternoon already? Excuse me, I need to get some nuts and berries before it gets dark. Hansa began running down the passageway and only stopped when Dash called out after him. Wait, Mom says I should help you find whatever you need since you're new to the city. Great, where's the nearest pine tree? I can collect some nuts. Grandfather always said, First gather your nuts, then build your cottage. If you know a good berry bush, that will help as well. Dash laughed out loud. Why are you laughing? asked Hansa. Hansa, you're in the city. We don't gather nuts and seeds and berries. Not unless you're on a picnic in the woods or preparing for the annual folk festival. Okay. Well, where do you get your food then? Dash raised her eyebrows. You saw me getting lunch yesterday. From the trash bin? Asked Hansa. That's disgusting. Not disgusting. Delicious, responded Dash. Well, I will not be getting my food from the leftovers of some human. I am a field mouse, and field mice don't eat from trash bins. We forage. We're foragers. Excuse me. With that, Hansa pushed past Dash, slung his sack over his shoulder, and headed for the passageway. Wait up, yelled Dash after him. Why, do you want to see how a real mouse gathers food? You can come, but stay out of my way. The day is half gone, and I need to be quick. Oh, a real mouse, huh? Of course, please, show me. I'm ready to learn from someone so... educated? In the ways of the world as you are. Please, lead the way, Hansa. Dash followed Hansa through the passageway, down the large rope that hung from the bell in the tower, and out the small double doors leading to the street. Immediately, they stopped in their tracks. A large crowd of people stood in front of the clock tower. 
If he walked only one step more, Hansa would be crushed. Hugging the wall, he scanned the streets for the slightest hint of pale green and yellow leaves found on trees that time of year. He spied two in the middle of the large courtyard where he'd met Dash. There, he said, pointing at the tree. He took off into the sea of traffic. Hansa, watch out, yelled Dash. Hansa was so quick to lead the way, he didn't see the big brown shoe that nearly crushed him. He returned to Dash and waited. You can't just run out into a crowd like that, country boy. My mother would be furious with me if I let you be squashed on your first day. You've got to move with the flow. Move with the flow? What are you talking about? Dash explained. Watch the people. You see how many of them stop and stare at the clock tower? They go in a rhythm. You just need to move as they do. Watch. Dash observed the crowd for a moment. Then, when a group of them paused in front of the tower, she made her move and dashed between their legs. On the other side of the group, she weaved back and forth until she made it to the tree. Hansa puffed up his chest and held tight to the strap of his sack. If she can do it, so can I. The first big group had left, and a new group was just stopping. Hansa did as Dash did and swerved through the feet of the onlookers. And he nearly made it, too. Just as he reached the outer edge of the group, an older woman felt the brush of his tail as he leapt over her foot. She screamed with such enthusiasm that everyone started dancing around in a panic, trying to avoid the monstrous mouse she swore she saw. Hansa hooked and swerved and jumped and tumbled, just barely making it with his tail intact. Well done, country boy. Here's your tree, Dash said. She slapped the trunk with her hand. Hansa paused to catch his breath and watched the group of onlookers still dancing around trying to avoid the mouse who was no longer there. I do not want to go back through that, he said, smiling. The tree had a smooth, white trunk with very few knobby parts to use as handholds. Hansa stroked his tail as he thought. Then he pulled out the ribbon he kept in his sack. Let's see, if I just swing this around the trunk like this, he tossed the ribbon around the tree, but it didn't make it. It was too short. Dash just stood back and let Hansa do as he wanted. He was, as he told her, a very able country mouse. He was sure to be able to solve this problem. She watched for several minutes until finally he gave up, accepting that no matter how hard he stretched the ribbon, it would not make it around the trunk. Here, said Dash. She untied the red sash from her own waist he'd given her when they met. Tie them together and it should be long enough. He reluctantly did as she suggested. The ribbon stretched around the tree's trunk with enough left over for Hansa to tie around his back. He held both sides and thrust it up higher. He held tight 
and carefully walked up until his feet were level with Dash's head. He repeated this movement, tossing and walking, until he was able to grab hold of the lowest branch and pulled himself up. He untied the ribbon and tossed it to Dash, who then did as he did, and soon joined him. That was pretty cool, she said. Thanks, he replied. Now let's find some nuts. Hans appeared around the leaves of the first branch, looking for something to gather. There was nothing. He climbed higher to another branch, then another, and another, and another. Still, no nuts. Where are they? he asked. Well, if you'd asked me, I would have told you that the humans spray something on these trees. No nuts. Really? asked Hansa. His heart sank. He was hungry, and he was wrong. Are there any nuts or berries in the city? Not in the city. There is one tree near the big castle, but it's too late to reach today. And even if we could... You'd have to wrestle a gray squirrel if you wanted some of his nuts. Hansa sighed heavily. His stomach let out a deep growl. Listen, Hansa, I know this is new. It's okay to be scared to try something different like city food. I'm not scared, Hansa insisted. Okay, well, it's okay to not want to try the food we eat here. But you're missing out. I love nuts and berries. When we go to the woods as a family for picnics and hikes, I'm always the first one to fill my bag. But if you want to live off of those, then the city isn't the place for you. Here, food means scrounging the trash bins. Hansa thought for a second. Maybe his grandfather was wrong. Maybe he wasn't ready for the city of the big castle. Maybe it was an adventure too big for him to handle. Another deep growl. Dash interrupted his rumbling stomach. Can I show you what we eat? Hansa slowly nodded his head, his shoulders hanging low. And I will, but first, how are we going to get down from here? If one of us takes the ribbon, how will the other get down without it? After talking through as many ideas as they could come up with, they eventually tied the ribbon around the trunk with Hansa on one side and Dash on the other, and then little by little walked down until their feet hit the cobblestones. Great! Follow me and stay close so you don't lose a tail. Hansa followed after her as she wove in and out of the feet of the people once more. When they neared the trash bin he had helped her out of, she surprised him and kept running. They passed their friend Flicker the pigeon, who was repeatedly swooping down on top of an older man, knocking his brown bowler hat to the ground and trying to wear it himself. They heard him yell in the distance, Hey, where'd everyone go? Finally, she stopped in front of a building with a large glass window and painted green trim. Bright yellow umbrellas shaded several small tables. A man was going in and out the door 
carrying a tray of food. Are you going to steal from that man? Hans asked as they hid behind the leg of a chair. Steal? She responded. No, we short tails never steal. Country mice forage. City mice scrounge. Come on, this way. She led him down a small alleyway next to the building until she reached what seemed to be the back door of the same little cafe they'd seen out front. Next to this was the largest trash bin he'd ever seen. It was not small and round like the other one, but ten times that size and brown and shaped like a box. There was a plastic lid that was open and leaning against the wall. In we go, said Dash. She quickly climbed up the side of the container, using the different locks and levers as though they were a staircase. Hansa followed her in. Immediately, he was hit by the smell. Something wasn't right. It didn't smell like garbage at all. It was a beautiful fragrance that spoke straight to his stomach. Dash heard his stomach's call and answered it. This is city food. She held up a white stringy thing that was covered in a wet, red gooiness. She stuck one end in her mouth and then slurped up the rest. Mmm, delicious. Here, try this. It's called spaghetti. She handed him a string for himself. He was nervous, but he did as she did, stuck one end into his mouth and slurped up the rest. His taste buds exploded with flavors he'd never known before. He couldn't describe them, but they were so much bigger than the bitterness of the nuts he was used to. The two mice, one from the country, and the other from the city, continued to feast on the food they found in the bin. When their stomachs could hold no more, they gathered up as much as they could carry and went home. As they reached the double doors leading into the tower, Hansa paused. I'm sorry, Dash. For what? For trying to do everything on my own. You were right. I am a little scared. I just got to the city. Everything here is so different than the little cottage I grew up in, in the country. There's no trees or creek or grandfather. I have no friends here. Dash pushed through the double doors and turned around. That's not true, Hansa, she said. You have me. Then she burst out laughing. What is it? he demanded. If you didn't have me, you still wouldn't be alone, she replied, pointing beyond him. Hansa turned around to see a brown bowler hat scooting across the ground, yelling, Help! Someone turned out the lights! Remember, with each episode, you did both the audio and the ebook. Put them on all your devices and choose your next series at storymoment.com.
We hope you enjoyed Hans and Dash in the City of the Big Castle. Copyright 2016.